things rose and uh, when I tried to schedule a therapy appointment, I kept forgetting. And my name is Alexandra and uh, last week I missed my therapy appointment. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It, we've all been there. Yeah, but this is, uh, what was I saying? Living with ADHD. Right, and this is episode 16, Getting Help with ADHD. Yes. So yeah, so welcome back everyone. This is actually a really, really interesting episode for us to do. Um, uh, not only just because it's something that we also, Rose and I like to talk about, but um, it's very much kind of close to home because I started therapy, uh, I would say about a month and a half ago. It was at least three months ago. It was when I had just gotten back from Florida. Oh, you know, I think you're right. Yeah. But it's, it's, it hasn't been more, it hasn't been half a year yet. That's no. for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. Probably about three months. Yeah. My, my time is, ugh. but you know you, what ADHD obscured concept of time. It really does. Yeah. Um, but you started therapy when? This week. Yeah. So well, I've so always proud. done all different types of things on and off throughout my life, but Yes, this week officially I started a new with a new counselor. That is awesome. So I'm really excited. Yeah, but to kick off this episode, uh, we'd like to say we are not medical professionals. Nope. We just go to see them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so, see yeah. medical professionals. Yeah, so no medical degree, no not medical professionals, just two girls talking about their experiences. That's us. Yep. And to start off, always, we have some research, which I will hand over to you, Rose. Yeah. So this is from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And I've just got some statistics here about treatment for individuals with ADHD. So there was a study done in 2016. A national parent survey from 2016 reported on medication and behavioral treatment for children 2 to 17 years of age with current ADHD. Altogether, 77% were receiving treatment. Of, the, of those children, about 30% were treated with medication alone, about 15% received behavioral treatment alone, and about 32% of children with ADHD received both medication treatment and behavioral treatment and then about 23 percent of children with adhd were receiving neither medication treatment nor behavioral treatment right so those are just it's probably just a really long way to say some people are getting treatment some people are not yeah and also like there's multiple different types so you can you can be treated using medication uh you can be treated you know in like group therapy sessions or in individual sessions or do like behavioral cognitive therapies things like that yeah and even when you do your own research obviously it's not literally therapy but for me like when i do my own research on adhd it like helps me to like understand myself more so that's a that's a form of so that's a form of like self-help i guess yeah yeah <clears throat> we're mostly going to be talking i think about other types of help i mean maybe we could do a self-help episode yeah no in I a later yeah but example. yes exactly yeah. um there's lots of different ways that and resources that exist for people with adhd it's like yeah i heard somewhere that it's one of like the better uh diagnosed learning disabilities uh, in terms of like resources that are available for you yeah oh that makes that um, makes i'm not sense, sure entirely not, how true it is yeah. i think uh 
it's kind of sad considering yeah. that like there aren't really that many resources for people with ADHD. So like that that could be like the best, the most diagnosed one or like the most likely to have resources available is kind of pathetic yeah. in terms of like. Because it doesn't help like other people with other behavioral. Yeah, exactly. Um, or cognitive challenges. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, that doesn't. Ooh that doesn't bode well but i mean a hundred years ago there would have been like none like no resources exactly so. because people didn't really understand anything about mental health in the 1920s right yeah they would be like you're sad like why it's the roaring 20s yeah just put on a fancy dress and roll with it Can go which not gonna lie i feel like sometimes that does help me to put on a fancy dress and roll with it, it. Yeah. but it, it probably wouldn't if that was your life in the 20s yeah if you were a flapper and you were like i can't concentrate then putting on a dress it wouldn't help yeah and also like flapper. there was no research done yet so it would probably be like what's wrong with me why can't i do these things mm-hmm. so yeah. that would oof that would freak me out so we should probably talk about challenges first right yes. challenges of therapy there, honestly there's not a whole there's not as many challenges for going to therapy or getting help with ADHD or any mental disorder, uh, illness, I mean. I would but, say, yeah, what? go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think the most challenging is probably like the expense of it. Yeah, the expenses. Because it can be really expensive, especially if you don't have insurance that covers it. Yeah, it's not always easily accessible. The financial aspect of therapy is, is probably one of the most challenging for sure. Especially considering like the fact that there is a higher rate of unemployment in the ADHD community and like the amount of avenues that you have to go to in order to get independent insurance and things of that nature can make it more challenging to afford. Not to mention the challenge to actually sit down and make an appointment and and even before making an appointment, you have to find a therapist. Yeah, I definitely, um, when I was trying to set up this appointment that I have right now, it took me a really long time because I decided I was going to do it. And then after I made the decision, then I had to figure out my insurance stuff. And then I had to find a therapist that was covered by my insurance. And then I had to call them. And yeah. then I had to call like three or four. And then I played phone tag for like a week i just played phone tag with my therapist too but it all worked out in the end yeah it's all good yeah the only reason i found my therapist was because i didn't know where to start right so i actually called my physician like my doctor before i switched to mm. like a like an adult doctor and i said hey um do you have any recommendations for adhd specifically adhd but also you know other um mental illness therapists and he goes Yes. And he gave me a name of this woman in town that I absolutely love going to and, and being able to, to talk and get help. And, and I, we don't just talk about ADHD. We talk about like my like fears and like my anxieties and things like that. So it's just super, super nice. And if I hadn't called him, I probably would never have found him because my, I had done some research before and her name wasn't coming up. But yeah, I'm super happy I decided to call him. So, yeah, I went through my insurance company and they had a database that I used to search people that were that had expertise in ADHD and anxiety and grief counseling, because those were the three things that I was looking for. Yeah. And then there were a bunch of names that popped up. And so I just called them all. 
Nice. I wish my insurance had something like that. My insurance is just really just the basics, like in case you have to go to the hospital. Oh, it doesn't, co- it's not, it doesn't cover. Nah. Yeah. See, that's another thing though, is that mental health isn't always considered to be a priority or to be even though it's something definitely that should is worthy of being covered by insurance like mm-hmm. I feel really lucky because um the insurance that I have because I am uh still of the age where I'm on my mother's insurance and she works in the school system and they have pretty great bennies in the school system so I am able to use be on hers and it covers a lot of my cost of therapy so I I only pay $15 for a session session wow that's not how much I pay um yeah but that's one of the reasons why I want to find a job so like obviously like needing money and being financially stable but like also like having benefits that come with like a big girl job yeah would be super super beneficial because then I don't have to worry about my insurance and I don't have to worry about you know paying for therapy and things like that which are like I don't want to say like the like it's a thing that I need like a like a need need but it's something that I feel like my mental health needs. Yeah. Well, it's I not know. a need I think, and like I, I like I'll still live without it. Yeah. But like needs are like water, food, shelter. That's but like fair. my mental health needs it. Yeah. And I recognize that. I, well, I think also though like it's hard sometimes you have to remember to prioritize your mental health. I think people like will say um, oh, well, like, it's not as important because, like, it doesn't immediately show up, you know, I'm, I'm not starving or I'm not, like, it's not like I, if I have a broken leg. But a lot of times when you have something really debilitating, you know, it is like having a broken leg. When you have a broken leg, you can't get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, and you can't go to work if you have a broken leg unless which, you have a wheelchair or, like, wheelchair accessible building. Which sometimes people with depression, anxiety, ADHD, it can be to the level of severity yeah. where you can't get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, to me, it's just ridiculous that... It's not more a It's priority. not prioritized. Yeah. And it's not considered a lot, like, of the same amount of need as other types of healthcare, or how about the fact that in society like it's like it going off of you know it's not taken to the severity the ser- seriousness the degree of seriousness uh, that it should be because there are still people who think that you know getting help is is weird and and it's just it's weak and things like that and it's like yeah, that's Are another challenge. Are you kidding? Like, we're like living in 2020 the now. Fear of <laughs> the fear of getting judgment, help. Yeah. Right? A lot of times people think if they're looking for some kind of help or something like that, that they're going to be judged. And, and the fact is that that might be true. There are people out there that I can say I have ther- like I can't, I have therapy and they won't judge me. But I know that there are people that will judge you for that. There was a couple of people that I met in school who weren't like my friends. Like they were just classmates that I met for the semester. And then, you know what I mean? That were definitely like within the mindset of like specifically with ADHD. It's like um, it's not a real thing. So I feel like those people would also be like if I were to say, yeah, I'm going to therapy for it. They'd be like why i mean you should go they they probably are emotionally repressed and could probably benefit from therapy yeah even if you honestly okay so i saw this really great facebook post of someone who like it it got shared around a lot 
And it was basically like saying, let's normalize therapy. Let's normalize therapy so much that it doesn't have to be just for people with a mental illness. If you're feeling sad one day, go to therapy. If you're feeling happy one day, go to therapy. Like if you're feeling any kind of intense emotion whatsoever, even if you don't have ADHD, anxiety, whatever, go to therapy. Because it should be just as normal as going to the doctor because you are sick. Yeah. And I I agree so, so much. It should just be a normal thing. But it's not. But it's not. And it's. I don't agree that it's not. Like, it's, it's I wish that such it was, a beneficial thing. That's just thing. not the reality since that going, we live in. Yeah, since going to therapy, for me, it's been such a beneficial thing for me to be able to go that week and just talk and know that I won't be judged and know that this person will will either affirm that I'm not crazy or help me to be like or like point out something that I said and be like hey let's unpack that or hey don't say that about yourself and let's unpack why you said that about yourself instead of just stopping at don't say that about yourself yeah it's awesome and I love it so it just should be normal it should just be like going to the doctor for a sprained ankle exactly or cold because everybody has mental health yes like that's a fact you all everybody has mental health it's just some people have more intense ones yeah and also like it's not even like mental health is just like the state of your mind right which is malleable and changes no matter who you are no matter what type of chemical imbalance you might have or what type of cognitive dysfunction or anything that you might have you still have mental health even if you have none of those things even if you have the most normal uh quote-unquote normal brain in the world you still have mental health so we should you know start treating mental health as what it is which is health hashtag normalize therapy hashtag normalize therapy honestly gonna start saying that on facebook yeah it's gonna anyway. happen and instagram look out for wait, it let me i wrote it down while we were talking about it is that how you spell normalize uh-huh it's not an s instead of a z normalize pretty sure yeah what I'm a good speller. Are you? I'm a really good speller. I believe you now. Like it's, I'm, I'm not, a terrible speller. I don't toot my horn that often, but I will toot my horn on this one. I'm a, a pretty decent speller. That's good for you. Thank you. I'm a trash speller. That's okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean like it's not like a really everyone, a skill that everyone is going to ha- deeply affect my life. Yeah, everyone you know? has their strengths, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but. Back yeah. to the topic. Yeah, so. But yes, normalized therapy. It's just such a thing that should should not be like a taboo subject anymore. Yeah. So, okay. When I first started doing it, like a long time ago when I was in high school. Okay, wait. Is this is this a, what I think it is? I think it might be. Tangent, Tangent time. time. <laughs> Basically, I was in therapy in high school a little bit toward the end, um, right around the time that I got my initial diagnosis and um even like then it was even worse than it is now like now people are really in kind of a stage of embracing like at least in our generation oh yeah like a lot of people are we're embracing in a it. time where people are, are more and more open open and, and willing to listen and exactly. it's awesome. and i think it has a lot to do with our generation like yeah. go us <laughs> yeah so basically but but even like then when i was a senior in high school and i was doing therapy and stuff like that i would always say i have an appointment or i have 
I have something after school and be really vague about it and be nervous to talk about it. I would not be comfortable. I mean, you did probably didn't know that I was in therapy when I was in high school. I uh, know I did not. Yeah, but I was for like for all of high school or just like not senior for year? like for junior and senior year. OK. Yeah, and no, I just like didn't that. really talk about it because it was something that I was ashamed of needing or ashamed of. It wasn't even like. Yeah, exactly. It was, there's like this, and even like just now when you said like, I don't really need it. It's like, there's like some kind of shame about needing it. I didn't say that. Earlier you did. I said like people might say that you don't really need it. Oh, I thought that you said you don't really need oh, the no, therapy. Oh no, I recognize that I need it. Yeah, but, I, but I, it is what I you said. It. You said when we were talking about money, you were like, I guess technically I don't really need it. Like, it's not like a roof over my head. No, I meant like survival needs. Yeah, no, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so I meant, I meant specifically survival needs, which is a whole different category That is, that is a whole, that we could do an episode about surviving. No, let's not. That Eat, early. sleep, and drink with ADHD. Sleep is a need. Can we add a fourth need? Sleep is a need. Sleep is a need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually die for not sleeping enough. Yeah, that definitely. That is a, that is a thing that has happened in, yeah, well, in our history. Yeah, because the shut down. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, anyway, yeah. So, 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 so that's my story. It's kind of short and it's kind of sad, but the no, it's is not, I'm a lot more comfortable talking about it now than the, I used to be. But it's a good, it was a good comparison to like what it was then for you specifically and what it is now. And I think our world today has a lot to do with that. You didn't feel comfortable telling people because of the fact that even only five years ago, it was still a different subject it was still more taboo than it is now and even now it's still taboo so it makes sense so it's it's a good it's a good comparison yeah and the good news is though that you know once I found a better therapist yeah <laughs> I feel like it was such a good thing for me and I learned so much I mean my when I was in college I did it again I did therapy again I did too I, I went to a um a counselor like a on-campus counselor me too and we got like 13 to 15 free counseling sessions and so I had like my first few free counseling sessions and then they were like there were two different tiers you you could either like greater need or less need if you had less need you would get 10 and if you had greater need you'd get 15 and like a few sessions in they were like we're gonna give you 15 (laughs) (laughs) good and I was like it's because I have a greater tier for of need (laughs) (laughs) in my in my school we um until my so in my I, w- I was so we were both in school for the same time 14 2014 to 2018 so in my school the whole time that I was in school my therapy sessions were were free oh wow but now after the year after I graduated I learned that everyone got five free and then you had to start paying oh that's not very yeah. many and even when I was there like normal the so the the counselor's office was connected to our nurse's office makes sense so but even when I was there so that was free for me when I was there but when I like was a junior like the second half of junior year and then like into senior year the nursing stuff wasn't free anymore it used to like when I went like 2014 2015 um 2016 like, if you needed to go and get, like, Dayquil or something, you could just go and get it. But, like, when I was a junior and senior, they started charging medication and charging even if you went to to make sure you weren't sick or you were sick. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, welcome to my school where they make everything way too expensive. Um, <laughs> I think that's just medication and Medicare in general because also during that time, a political event happened. 
that may have led yeah, that's true. to some of that. So the election happened 2016, right? Because yeah, I was trying Stuart to be vague, but yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> well, no, I think it, yeah, because when it started going up, like the pricing and start charging for, it was the second half of junior year, which is. I'm shrugging. Yeah. Which is when that would happen. I'm shrugging because ironically. Well, how the, could that have happened? Well, the election was in November. But the new president doesn't become president until the following year, right? Yeah. Like January, mm-hmm. February. So, but, um, but yeah, so I had a thought and it just escaped me. But that would be ADHD. Escape of the thought. That could be um, like a board game. Escape, Escape of, of the thought. thought. Escape of the thought. Well. Escape of the important thought. Mm-hmm. And maybe and make sure you spell oh. thought correctly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even think of that. Any, <laughs> any ways. Escape of the killer thought. Um, this is That m- could be interesting as well. You're so strange. <laughs> I love you. I am um, strange. Okay, so this subject is actually a subject that I can definitely come up with the gifts of ADHD. If Yay! you're interested. Okay, go. Okay. So, yeah. So, gifts of ADHD for, uh, well, therapy with ADHD or getting help with ADHD is definitely just the, the sat- I don't want to say satisfaction, but just the relief that you feel mm-hmm. when you go. Because my first, I remember my first appointment, I was nervous, excited, and the first session went really well. And um, I was so relieved. Not that it was over, but that the fact that I, I did it and I was able to find help. It was yeah. awesome. It feels, it's very like you feel accomplished when you get the help. Like taking the step in the direction, even if it doesn't, you know, have any type of immediate fix, right? Because right. nothing has an immediate fix. It feels good to have taken the steps in the in the direction that is right for you. Yeah, when you accomplish something, it's especially something that is so usually looked down on and things like that it's just such a it's so satisfying you know exactly yeah but one of the things that my therapist is really really great with that I absolutely love her for is how affirming she is and I know that I know that word is usually uh reserved for like lgbtq plus stuff but I think it can be used for mental health too because one of the things that I always complain about was the fa- is, is how my brain works. And like I, I will sometimes say like I hate my brain. And I said that in like the first therapy session. And instead of being like, oh, you shouldn't hate your brain. It's yours and it's beautiful or yada, yada, yada or whatever. She was like, no, yeah, that makes sense. Ugh. And I was like, I was taken aback for a minute because no one's ever said that before because, you know, people usually try to help. And honestly, I obviously like I really appreciate that people are trying to like reassure me and make me feel better. But no one's ever said that. Yeah, that makes sense. But let's figure out why. Yeah. I started crying. (sighs) First session I ever met this first time I've ever met this woman. And I just started crying because like I said, I like I didn't know what to do. It was. It was awesome. It was weird that I was, I'm like saying like, it was awesome that I started crying, but it really was awesome. Like it was, it was great. It's liberating to feel understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And feel like all those thoughts you've been having for so long. Are valid. Exactly. Yeah. 
So I think we're almost done for the day or for the for the half hour for the episode. But we're gonna um do the what were you saying segment. Yeah. So we asked um the question. What types of professional or non-professional help have you sought out to help cope with your ADHD? And why did you start looking for that help? Good question, Rose. Thanks. Yeah. We kind of came up with it together. Yeah, I know. But. Um, <laughs> so um, most of our responses came from the Twitter. So I'm going to pull a couple from there. This first one that I'm going to read is from uh, ADHD and me. Their Twitter handle is at ADHD and me. Like ADHD and me. Like, you know, like if D and D, <laughs> okay. Like, like when you, yeah, Nerds. exactly. Like when you say D and D, but instead you just say D and D, but instead it's ADHD in me. I like okay. it. I like it. Anyway, so um, they said, I've been lucky. My meds work well, and I've had support from work via at Genius within CIC, which helped me a lot with my why questions, chimp brain, etc. I also go to a men's mental health support group. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know what chimp brain is. I'm going to look. <laughs> no, that's awesome that you're going uh, that you're that you're going to get help and you're going to get help in your in that way to go to a group session. I think it's super beneficial to go and be with other people that are having the same struggle as you so that you know that you're not alone and that you know that that you have that support yeah you have that support it's super super i just think having support with mental health is just so incredibly important and like really good for you for putting yourself out there and doing those things um i i think it's it sounds like like the reason why you started doing this stuff was because you had a lot of questions and i think that's totally normal yeah to not and and it's definitely one of the good things that can come from counseling or or therapy or or any type of resources that you can look for. Um, it, one of those things that's really amazing about them is that you can learn more about like both technically about your ADHD, right. And medically, and also just like about yourself with your yeah, ADHD. Exactly. Cause every person is different. This next one that I want to read is from ADHD grad student this is going to be the last one as for you i think we're going to try to keep it down to two for future episodes so uh, this one is from adhd grad student and they said at or their their handle is at adhd grad pretty straightforward so what they said was so far i've only tried one type of meds elvance and vivance and it works really well i'm also trying to get a therapist who can do act because it worked so well last time before i ran out of sessions covered by uni insurance angry face ah that 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 i relate and just to clarify act stands for acceptance and commitment therapy and it works really well for me i think that acceptance and commitment therapy it sounds like it's like accepting the challenges of your adhd but then also committing to working toward towards goals and stuff like that yeah Oh uh, yeah, and the insurance thing, I relate. Yeah. <laughs> with Woo, with the college, hard. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. So congratulations to you ADHD grad like for being in the process of looking for a therapist. I had a really hard time finding mine, so uh, I feel you on there like it's an it's a big deal picking a person that you're going to ask Share to your, help you heal. You know what I mean? And you're basically going to disclose very private things about your life about your life 
with them. So it's it's a, it's a huge step. But like we're really proud of you. Yay! Go ADHD yeah. grad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think what we'd like to do is just drive home our you know our you know you're not alone. We're all if like y'all can see on Twitter and Facebook and things like we're all going through similar things and we're a community that like wants to help. Mm-hmm. So and we're all in various stages of discovering things about ourselves and what we yeah. need. Everybody needs something different for their ADHD or for whatever mental health challenge they're having. But we all are in the process in different stages, you know, like some people might be still look, might be in the process of looking for a therapist. Some people might still be deciding if that's what they want or if they want to go on medication or do behavioral therapy or group sessions or something like that. Um, but there's no shame in wanting slash feeling like you need help. Um, and so because so many people feel that way, you shouldn't feel ashamed. In fact, I hope that you feel supported the way that we feel supported by all of you guys answering our questions and, you know, listening to our episode. Yeah. And you can follow us um, on our social media sites and we're on Facebook as what was I saying? Question mark living with ADHD. And all you have to do is um, request a membership and I'll I will I'll uh, grant you access. (laughs) Um, uh, I feel powerful when I say that. Um, But but, don't be a hater because you will get kicked out. Yeah. But it's, it's, we just don't have a page yet, but it's the same as a page. It's just basically liking a, liking a, yeah. a page. Because technically we're not a business. So for pages, you want to, it's more like if you're a business, but we're not. A well, business. I mean, you can have meme pages. Yeah, but we're not a meme. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Anyway, um, and then yeah. our Twitter and Instagram are at what underscore was I saying? And you can also use the hashtag, hashtag what was I saying ADHD. And also for the, our for um, just maybe for the next week, maybe use the hashtag normalized therapy also. Yeah. To try to spread that idea that it shouldn't be a taboo subject. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah. So thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, we love and appreciate you. Yes. And this is uh, what was I saying? Living with ADHD.